Hey everyone, Chad here, and welcome to the Light Your Fire podcast, where it's my mission to light the human spirit on fire. Today we're talking about big events. I have Shauna with me, so you'll probably hear some laughing in the background. <laughs> There's a reason that she's in the background for this show. Okay, so a couple days ago, I was talking about signing up for a big event and how that can have a huge impact on your e- on your year. We want things to be building towards and progressing towards. We need that thing that we're chasing. That's what helps us grow. Over the last couple of days, I've been thinking a lot about the big challenge for me. I have had this goal, this dream of eventually doing a 100-mile race. I tried getting on a weight. I was on a wait list last year for the Rim to River 100 in West Virginia. But being on a wait list is, is challenging when you don't have that much time until the race actually starts because... You have to train like crazy and you may or may not get in. And it just it became a time frame that was not good for me. So I ended up pulling out of that. Been looking for other 100-mile races that would be good from a timing perspective, being able to train, but also the time of the year, the location. Some of these things can get pretty costly. And the the terrain. So I don't, I don't want to just run in loops for 100 miles. I, I don't see myself doing this many more times. So I've been wanting to pick a place that would just be really scenic, beautiful, have pretty awesome terrain and make it a really fun and enjoyable day. There's also other considerations like some of these races you can't even get into unless you have qualifying times on 50 milers. This one that I'm about to talk about actually had a qualification requirement that you had to run a 50 mile race and in under 16 hours, which I was able to actually do that back in 2021 at the Baker, Baker Trail 50 miler. I did it in 13 hours and 20 seconds. So hopefully that counts as a qualifying time. It looks like it did because I am registered. So this is the way that it all kind of unfolded. I had two Ironman events lined up. I was planning on doing the Penn State half Ironman 70.3, which would be a great training for the full Ironman. The Penn State was in July. It was over July 4th weekend. It's the first time they're ever going to have an Ironman or the first time they've ever had held an Ironman event. And it actually finishes in Penn State Stadium. So that would be really cool. Just (laughs) coming across a 70.3 Ironman finish line in Penn State's Coliseum. And then the September, I think it's September 16th, is the Maryland Full Ironman, which is a, a pretty decent race in in that it's very flat the swim is it's not a bad swim and then the run and the bike are relatively flat which it's good over those long distances because climbing hills can be really hard but anytime you go up a hill you go down a hill so the the going down is always a good way to get a break and sometimes just being on a flat course can be really boring especially for that amount of distance but it was close enough to my home location that I thought that would be a good one to be able to drive to. I don't have to fly my bike, etc. But the the big missing piece of all of it was when am I ever going to do the 100 mile race? So I started really looking into the 100 mile ultras and I, I started filtering on, I think it was May and beyond. So I wanted to do it somewhere between May and ideally November. And I wanted to make sure it was this perfect location. And I'm kind of a person that, that believes in when it's right, it's right, and it'll kind of pop up like you just manifest things to happen. And, and when it's the right thing, it'll just you'll know it's the right thing. And I kind of went into this with the mindset of I'm going to stumble upon a race that's going to be the right race. It's going to be the one. 
And I came across two in Pennsylvania. And the one, I for some reason, I didn't like it. And then I stumbled upon the Eastern States 100 on August 9th. And I read about it, which I'm going to read you here in a minute. And I just thought this is going to be the greatest adventure ever. I got so excited to do this. But I wanted to make sure that I mapped out the year appropriately. And Sean and I talked about it. So doing this on August 9th would mean that a September 16th full Ironman would probably be out of the picture. It's two different types of training. It's not much recovery or rest. And ultimately, when we talked about it, we came to the conclusion that this should be the thing that I go for this year and the Ironmans just kind of fall to the wayside. I prioritized that last year, did the Lake Placid Ironman. We had an amazing adventure. And now it's time to move on to something a little bit bigger, a little bit scarier, and not have these other things be a part of the equation because ultimately they'll probably just just screw me up. So if I end up doing a half Ironman or a full Ironman maybe later in the year, then that would be great. But for now, let's put the focus on doing the 100 miler. So I got excited. I went onto the website and I saw that it was full. It was waitlisted already. I, like I just read about this. It was ready to sign up and now they're saying there's a waitlist. So I got pretty frustrated. Shauna started looking up other 100s that I'd be able to do. And I, I thought, you know what? It's early in the year. It just got on a waitlist. I'm going to sign up because I'm sure that, you know, with people, you know, I hate to say that I hate to even think about people getting hurt, but it's very easy to get hurt when you're training for these kind of events or to overtrain to be in a really bad situation. And, you know, it's so far out that so many things could happen. So if I get on the wait list now, I should have a pretty good shot of getting in. Get on the wait list, start running. Running's not going to hurt me, so I can do that no matter what. And they don't charge you until you're actually in the event. And you, they have to actually email you and you have to confirm that you still want to be in it. So I thought, what the heck, just get on the wait list. And then if I want to, you know, Sean, I was finding other ones that might be interesting to do. And I can also sign up to those and just make a decision later. So I went on and I, I, I submitted my registration, but it charged me and it confirmed me as a runner. And then I went to look into my profile on run sign up and it had me as a registered runner in the race. On the website, it had me as a registered runner in the race. And when I went to look at my my wait list, like the races that I was on the wait list for, I was not there. So I was 100% confirmed for this race. I emailed the race director. They haven't responded back yet because they're probably thinking, dude, like if it charges you money and it shows you as a participant, you're in the race. I was just a little confused as to it saying that there was a wait list, but then confirming me. So as of right now, it looks like I am in this race. And I just want to read for you the description here because I think it's I think it's pretty awesome. You, maybe you'll get as excited as I got for this kind of terrain. Uh, and just thinking about being out there all day, it's a 36-hour cutoff, which to me says it's a pretty difficult race. Usually they're around 31 hours. So I have 36 hours to complete this race. And the way that I'm thinking about it is the best adventure of my life, something I'll never be able to do again. And it's just going to be this incredible, amazing experience. I know a lot of people are thinking like, that sounds like hell. That sounds like misery. That's the way I used to think about it. But now I think of it as my escape from the world. It's my time to really just be in nature, see things that I'll never see again. And all I have to worry about that day is to continue moving forward. There's nothing else to worry about. There's no business stress. There's no family stress. There's no friend stress. It is nothing but being by myself and really 
just going uh, deep, deep within. And that's not just from a perseverance or a pushing perspective. There's a lot of that on the mental fortitude and, and pushing yourself and grinding. A lot of the stuff I talked about in the past, but it's more of just really connecting with yourself because you get rid of all of the external, all the shit goes away. All the, you know, the problems that you think are there and that you're worrying about day in and day out, they're all gone and it's just you and it's nature and it's you moving forward. All you have to worry about that day is to continue one step after the next. And the way that I try to think about it is I'm going to be sad when this is over. So don't, don't keep thinking, oh God, I can't wait to get to the finish line because that finish line is just that. It's ending this amazing experience and it's putting you back into the normal routine, the normal society, the normal bullshit. And this is your one chance to escape all of that and to do something that's just incredible that I'm blessed to be able to maybe (laughs) do from a physical perspective. We'll see. And from a mental perspective, I think a lot of people just shut it down, shut down these types of things. You know, for you, it might be a 10K, it might be a marathon, but you just say, no way, that's too hard. And I challenge people to think a little bit broader and bigger than that because it really is your chance to go deep and disconnect and find yourself, find your soul and get with it. So here we go. Only the hardiest of runners will complete this circumnavigation of Pine Creek, a Pennsylvania scenic river the largest creek in the United States, the Grand Canyon of Pennsylvania, the river route that supplied the lumber that built America. That's pretty cool. I really like that part. And then this is where Shauna comes in. The Iroquois, Iroquois <laughs> called it, which is Native American tribe, Iroquois. That's pretty cool. Called it Tyadotton, the River of Pines, or is it the Lost or Bewildered River? After 100 miles of multiple 900 to 1,200 foot climbs in equally punishing descents, the, the second definition will seem appropriate. So I forgot to mention that. It says at the beginning, Eastern States 100 is a 103 rocky, rocky miles with 20,000 feet of elevation gain and a finisher rate of about 49%. So 49% of the people that sign up will finish. And as I said, whenever you go up a hill, you, you also come down, but apparently these downhill descents are pretty brutal. And just to add an, an interjection here, during the 50 mile Baker Ultra, there was a part of the trail that they said was the most technical terrain. I, you know, they, they actually recommended, I think they recommended hiking sticks. We definitely said we, I was going into that with hiking sticks. I picked them up off of Shauna at the aid station right before going into that terrain. And it was, I think, six or seven miles of very, very, very technical terrain, and it was brutal. Like, I was expecting it to be hard, but it was hard. I remember passing people during that stretch, and they were just like, "How is this almost over? How much further do we have to go? And I was flying. I'm actually pretty good on the technical stuff. I'm not a fast runner. I'm just faster than most when I'm going over very technical terrain. So a normal runner that could, like, destroy me on flat pavement – I'm probably going to fly by them in the woods, usually because they're scared of getting hurt, and I'm just a 39-year-old uh, child that that plays around in the woods like he's a kid. And when I came out of this technical terrain, there were people that were literally just destroyed, laying on the ground. I think there was one guy that actually quit. Shauna, wasn't there a guy that quit at that point? Yeah. Couldn't get back up. <laughs> but I came out smiling. Shauna had told the, everyone there that she knew I was going to come out laughing and smiling like I just had the best day of my life. And it was because 
I get really just bored being, I mean, that 50 mile ultra I was thinking about it the other day, there were so many just long roads and they were beautiful. You were going through Amish country. I saw a little boy playing on like this wooden horse that he had built or that someone built for him. It was really, really cool seeing the farmland, seeing the Amish, but it gets really boring just being out there on these roads by yourself for hours upon hours on end. So to be in the woods and going over technical terrain, it was a ton of fun. This one I think is going to challenge me just a little bit, but we'll see. Okay. Runners will experience portions of some of the most scenic and most challenging trails in Pennsylvania, the mid state trail, Pennsylvania's wildest footpath, the black forest trail, the crown jewel of Pennsylvania's long distance hiking trails featuring hills, rocks, and on average a Vista 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 for every mile of trail. The West Rim Trail, a backpacker's favorite for experiencing the Pine Creek Gorge. The Donut Hole Trail, the T-Squad Trail, the Long Branch Trail, the Tyodon Trail, and several shorter connector trails will round out the 100-mile loop. Ramsey at the south end is nothing more than a collection of houses and seasonal residences. You will cross Pine Creek on a former railroad trestle before climbing to the panoramic Ramsey Bend Vista. The north end is Blackwell, a tiny village with historic Blackwell Hotel Restaurant Bar and a small convenience and gift store. You will cross a unique one-lane steel grate bridge that bends in the middle prior to climbing Gillespie Point the Matterhorn of the Alleghenies, the only true peak in Pennsylvania. Ah, that's really cool. In between is miles of hills, rocky hollows, diverse forests, and endless views. Wolfpack, Cougar Run, Hemlock Mountain, Jerry Run Falls, Panther Run, and the Algerine Wild Area are just some of the local trails you'll traverse. The course is full of single-track old logging roads and abandoned stone quarries. Deer, bear, Bald eagles and rattlesnake may be seen. Other than the, I didn't know there was rattlesnakes. We might have to reconsider this. Of all the things I just read, I'm scared of the rattlesnakes that I'll probably never see. Other than the well-stoked aid stations we will provide, the only civilization centers you will pass through are Ramsey, Blackwell, Heiner Run State Park, and Slate Run, a tiny village featuring the Hotel Manor and Wolf's General Store. The Eastern States 100, a race for the ages. And to me, that just sounded amazing. I've heard of other races that you loop, you know, a 20-mile loop. You got to do it five times. This, to be able to go out on a 100-mile adventure through everything that I just read and described, sounds like the greatest thing in the world to me. Lots of training to come. Lots of training required. It's going to be a really great time. And Sean and I were talking about it at dinner yesterday. Even for her, it's an experience of a lifetime. Being out there, working from aid station to aid station, working with me probably during some of the traversing. And <laughs> she she asked me yesterday what my favorite event thus far was. I I couldn't actually name one. It's funny. I The North Carolina 70.3 Ironman seems more recent to me than the actual Lake Placid full Ironman. I feel like I just did the North Carolina one, and that's the one that I have lots of like, I don't know, it just seems like it was yesterday that I did that. But she said her favorite was the 50 mile ultra. It was quite the experience. Her being able to get through all of the terrain to get to all eight of the aid stations. There was eight, right? Six, eight, somewhere around there. Eight or nine. Yeah. 
So going into that, as I've talked about in the past, we didn't think that she was actually going to be able to get to any of the A stations. So when I saw her at the first one, I was pretty geeked. And then I realized like there was nothing stopping her. She was going to get to every single one. She was friends with the runners by the end of the race. She was friends with all of the crew staff. She was supporting and helping them in every way. Coming up on the A stations, she was the voice that I heard yelling for every runner. I literally wanted to get her a shirt that said everyone's crew because she was everyone's crew. She found a guy that wanted to rub my feet at one point (laughs) because that's what it's all about. It's an experience like no other. You're out there and everyone's on your team. Everyone is your crew. You are supporting everyone. You're watching people push beyond their boundaries they ever imagined possible. And it's a pretty special pretty special experience so to be out there on the 100 mile we're gonna map it all out we're gonna figure it all out she's gonna be in the trenches with me um they say that you're not allowed to have crew be your camel meaning they're not allowed to carry all of your stuff for you but they are allowed to be with you you're allowed to have pacers i signed up for the crew supported one there's actually a solo one where you do not have crew or any kind of support i'm not that hardcore yet So I'll have my crew out there and we'll be figuring it out. I told my boy Danny that I was doing it. He's already on my ass to get on Strava so he can start tracking all of my miles and helping to keep me accountable. Danny, if you listened to the past episode on the 50 miler, was the guy that just out of nowhere showed up. (laughs) And um, I think I made it sound like he was already volunteering at that when I did that episode, but he was not. He was showing up to be my pacer. You couldn't have a pacer until mile 30. So he thought he would just give back and volunteer at a couple of the aid stations for a few hours before he had to show up at mile 30 to support me. And he ran 20 miles, the slowest 20 miles he's ever run in his life in the pouring down freezing rain with me being miserable and grumpy. I wasn't that bad, but I wasn't a great talking companion. (laughs) And he did it just because he wanted to help support me, which is pretty awesome. So it's going to be an experience like no other. I can't wait. I really encourage you to sign up to that thing that's going to push you to an entirely new level in 2023, just sign up, just say you're going to do it. If you're listening to this beyond the year 2023, make it your year, just go do it. Get something big on the calendar, find a plan, get some discipline, start working your ass off. Let's do it. Time to climb. Boom. I'm out. Wait, I'm out. Boom.